Hello and welcome to the Simple Faith Podcast. If you're new here, my name is Dave Betts and together with my wife, Shireya, we are exploring all the things that make our faith what it is. We're trying to strip this podcast from all of those unnecessarily churchy or intellectual words. And what we're aiming for is authentic Christianity for normal people. Now, my wife, Shireya, is not here today. Unfortunately, she is on maternity leave at the moment. She's focusing on raising our three-month-old son, JJ, and that's a good, good thing. And we're grateful for that. Uh, I'm looking forward to her joining us. But for now, you've got just me for this amount of time. So hopefully you'll find it interesting. Hopefully you'll find it helpful as we look at the ascension of Jesus. But before we get there, I wonder if you can relate to this. You know, in in my life, I've spent so much time seeking opportunities to pray for people to get saved, um, to go out on the streets and evangelize, to have these epic highs at Christian conferences or Bible camps or various things like that. And then you kind of just drop off. After you seek those things, you know, you get that high and then you get the lows afterwards where suddenly you don't really feel like evangelizing. You don't really feel like stepping out into an awkward environment and sharing your faith with people that don't know Jesus. You know, as much as we love those times where you get to maybe preach and see 20 people saved or 200 people or 2000 people saved or, you know, just praying with your best friend who gives his or her life to Jesus. We love those moments, but the reality is those are often not everyday experiences. Often I miss opportunities. I choose not to take opportunities. Like with my neighbors, I have lots of opportunities to get to know them and to love them. But do I take those opportunities? Often I don't. And sometimes, I don't know about you, but it would feel a bit easier, I think, if Jesus never left us after he rose again, right? You think about evangelism, it would be so much easier. You would just say, hey, so you know that guy who is 2,000 years old, you know, the one that rose from the dead and keeps healing people, the one who keeps uh, praying for people and they are following him wherever he goes. He's feeding uh, multitudes. He's doing incredible miracles all the time. Yeah, you know that guy, the really old guy, that's Jesus. And he's actually God and you need to follow him. That would be awesome. From an evangelistic point of view, from an outreach point of view, that would just be the best thing ever. It's much harder now that Jesus isn't physically with us in the way that he was when he lived on this earth, right? Now that Jesus has ascended to heaven to be at the right hand of the Father, it's much harder in a way to tell people about him. I think many of us have felt that tension. We, we want to see the world saved for Jesus, but we also have have that real nervousness of having to tell people about Jesus. There's that fear of rejection or ridicule, or uh, maybe it's someone else's job, or maybe you've said this before, I certainly have. It's just not my gifting to go out and tell people about Jesus. Yeah, I wish he was still here so I could just point straight to him. It would be so much easier then. Well, I want to tell you that it's actually the ascension of Jesus, that moment where he uh, rose up on the clouds in a cloud of glory to be at the right hand of the Father. It's that moment, the ascension of Jesus, that brings the purpose, the power, and the presence of God into our lives. I want to say that again. It's the ascension of Jesus that brings the purpose, the power, and the presence of God into our lives. So in the rest of this episode, that's exactly what we're going to look at. (music) 
Okay, so the statement I made was that it's the ascension of Jesus that brings the purpose, the power, and the presence of God into our lives. Well, how how can I qualify that? How do I prove that? Well, if you have your Bible with you, turn to Acts chapter 1. Don't worry if you're driving or cycling or walking. Uh, Just listen to me. I'm going to read it. It's okay. But uh, before we read that passage, let's talk about what's been happening. You know, uh, Jesus had risen from the dead and over a period of 40 days, he was presenting himself alive to the apostles with all sorts of proofs to convince them that he really was alive. This is why Ascension Day is traditionally 40 days after Easter Sunday. There's this period of 40 days where Jesus is appearing and it's Uh, It's here where this huge moment in history takes place where Jesus is taken up to heaven in a cloud of glory. And it's here where we see exactly that statement that I made, that we'll see the purpose, the power and the presence of God uh, for our lives. So let's read that passage and then we'll see what God is saying to us through that passage. It says this, it's starting at verse one in Acts chapter one. I wrote the first narrative, Theophilus about all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day he was taken up, after he had given instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles he had chosen. After he had suffered, he also presented himself alive to them by many convincing proofs, appearing to them over a period of 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God. While he was with them, he commanded them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for the Father's promise which, he said, you have heard me speak about. For John baptised with water, but you will be baptised with the Holy Spirit in a few days. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, are you restoring the kingdom to Israel at this time? He said to them, it's not for you to know times or periods that the Father is set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. After he had said this, he was taken up as they were watching and a cloud took him out of their sight. While he was going, they were gazing into heaven and suddenly two men in white clothes stood by them. They said, men of Galilee, why do you stand looking up into heaven? This same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come in the same way that you have seen him going into heaven. Then they returned to Jerusalem from the Mount of Olives, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day journey away. And when they arrived, they went to the room upstairs where they were staying. Peter, John, James, Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, James, the son of Alphaeus, Simon, the zealot, and Judas, the son of James. They were all continually united in prayer, along with the women, including Mary, the mother of Jesus, and his brothers. So in this passage, I'm pretty convinced that we can see that the ascension of Jesus brings God's purpose and power and presence into our lives. So let's talk about God's purpose. You know, in verse four, Jesus says uh, that they're not to leave Jerusalem, but they're to wait for the Father's promise, uh, which you've heard me speak about. Uh, For John baptized with water, it says in verse five, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit in a few days. So the apostles were basically commanded that they, not to leave Jerusalem because they were going to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And the apostles would have been very excited about this. You know, the Old Testament had talked about the Holy Spirit quite a lot. So they were ready to go and they were asking, hey, Jesus, is this is this the time? 
Is this the time? And Jesus says, well, no, no, it's not for you to know the times or the periods that the Father is set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So God's purpose for our lives, we can see it in this passage. Well, Jesus's ascension was going to bring us a baptism in the Holy Spirit. And uh, our purpose was not to know the times or the periods that the Father is set by his own authority, but it was to receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon us. And then our our purpose was to be witnesses. So there's a few uh, indications of purposes there. And then in verse 14, it says that they were all continually united in prayer. Uh, And then if you were to look at Luke 24, uh, verses 50 to 53, it gives us another set of purposes. Then we'll we'll, uh, combine all these in a second. So stay with me. It says this in Luke 24, verse 50 and onwards, it says, Then he led them out to the vicinity of Bethany. And lifting up his hands, he blessed them. And while he was blessing them, he left and was carried up into heaven. After worshipping him, they returned to Jerusalem with great joy and they were continually in the temple praising God. So what can we discern? What can we tell about our purpose from this passage so far? Well, it's to receive the power of the Holy Spirit. Because of Jesus's ascension, we can receive the power of the Holy Spirit. We can be witnesses, united in continual prayer, uh, just like the apostles were. We can be united in worship and we can recognize the joy, uh, the great joy of having Jesus in our lives. That's our purpose. So the ascension of Jesus gives us a purpose. It's to receive the Holy Spirit and to worship with joy. The ascension of Jesus also brings the power of God into our lives. Now, let's be honest here. The ascension of Jesus is not one of the more normal stories in the Bible. It's probably one of the more unusual or weird stories in the Bible. If I was talking to my uh, non-believing family or sharing this with a friend who didn't know Jesus, maybe, and said, hey, did you know Jesus can fly? (laughs) They'd be like, what? Oh, yeah, yeah. He floats around on a cloud. I mean, he only did it once, but I'm sure he could do it again. They'd, they'd think I'd lost it, right? It's it's weird. It's an unusual thing. It's so hard for our brains to get our head around the fact that Jesus would just float up to heaven. And so we often gloss over that and don't think about the physical reality of something so enormous. But it's exactly that outrageousness. It's, it's exactly that craziness of something like that that would happen that, that draws us to God's power. Here's the thing. The ascension is the enthronement of Jesus as the king of the world. And that is a huge, huge deal. You know, the world doesn't recognize Jesus as the king of the world, but it doesn't matter because it's just the reality. Jesus is the king of kings. He's the Lord of lords. He's the Lord over all things. He is the creator of all things. Through him, all things hold together. You know, Jesus rose to the right hand of the father, having conquered the enormous power of sin and of death. And if that's something that you maybe haven't heard about before, uh, feel free to check out, I think it's episode five or six of our podcast, where we talk about that in a bit more detail or wait for a few more weeks. uh, I'm going to be interviewing someone called Steve Jantz as we talk about the goodness of the gospel, which is the good news that Jesus died conquering sin and rising again, where he ascended to the right hand of the father, having conquered the enormous power of sin and death, like I said. There's a similar picture in the Old Testament. There's Moses, who is one of the greatest 
prophets in history. He uh, leads his people out of slavery. He ascends Mount Sinai and then was shrouded in a cloud of glory. Uh, Here's the thing, Jesus, he leads his people out of slavery, not to Egypt, but to sin. He ascends, not, not a mountain, but he ascends to heaven itself, to the right hand of the Father itself. And as he does so, he's shrouded in the glory cloud of God. That is a huge deal. Jesus is the great prophet. He's the great priest, the great high priest. He's the great king. His ascension points to his power. It's his, this, this moment that seems so crazy and far-fetched to, uh, to us because it is physically impossible for humans. It's precisely what is physically impossible for us and possible for Jesus that highlights his power, as well as the fact that he had conquered the power of sin itself. That's a big deal. And it, it gets better. That power doesn't just reside in heaven because Jesus ascended, leaving space to allow the Holy Spirit to come and empower us with his power, to be baptized with that, his power, to fulfill that purpose that he gave us. Don't miss the enormity of this. Before Jesus ascended, God dwelt among us, and that was huge. But because Jesus ascended, God could dwell in us by his Holy Spirit. That's enormous. So God shows us his purpose in the ascension. He shows us his enormous power in the ascension. And because of the ascension, we can experience his presence at all times. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is dwelling in us. That's a massive, massive thing. The Holy Spirit came at Pentecost. He was poured out. If you want to read more about that, just skip to the next chapter to Acts 2 and read all about that. And Uh, As Jesus said in Acts 1, 8, uh, in his final words, when the Holy Spirit comes upon us, we receive power. So our purpose is now is to be a witness and to find joy in God. Or as the, the greatest commandment says in Matthew 22, to love God and to love people. And it's the power of the Holy Spirit combined with the power of the ascended and risen King and high priest that is Jesus that enables us to fulfill the purpose. We don't have to worry about doing it in our own strength. Why would we need to do it in our own strength? Because Jesus is all powerful. Jesus is almighty. Jesus is the one who holds all things together, who rose conquering the power of sin and death, achieving a victory that we could never, ever achieve in our own strength. We get to lean on Jesus who empowers us by his Holy Spirit. That's a good thing. So with all of that said and done, I hope that you will share my view that it's the ascension of Jesus that brings God's purpose, power and presence into our lives. That's a huge thing. So often uh, you might find this as well. I I find myself dwelling on the cross, which is a good thing because the cross achieves so much. I think about his crucifixion. Think about Jesus's resurrection. And rightly, we should, because it's the most pivotal event in the history of all creation. But we forget this key extra step, and that's the ascension of Jesus. So we want to remember the king who died on the cross, who rose again victorious, conquering sin and death, and then ascended to the right hand of the Father to uh, enable us to experience God's purpose, God's power, and God's presence in our life through the Holy Spirit. So that's why the ascension matters. 
Maybe it's something that you haven't really given much thought to. Maybe it's something that you've spent a lot of time dwelling on. Either way, I really hope that this episode has helped you to uh, ponder, to think about the importance of the ascension. Maybe it's something that you've known about for decades and decades and decades. Well, I hope it's a good reminder of the importance of the ascension. And if it's completely new to you, I hope it's helpful. If you have any questions, uh, do feel free to uh, head on to our YouTube channel and leave a comment below and I I will make sure that we answer them or email us at simplefaithpodcast at gmail.com or find us on our social media accounts. There's lots of ways to get in touch. I would love to talk about this with you. If you found this podcast helpful in any way, uh, consider helping us pay the bills. Basically, head to uh, buymeacoffee.com forward slash simple faith pod. Buymeacoffee.com forward slash simple faith pod or find the link in the description area. Uh, That will just help us to cover the costs of this so that we can focus on bringing you the best podcasts that we can. Don't worry, there's no pressure there. Uh, It's just a helpful thing. So we're going to ask for a little bit. Remember, if you're not watching us on YouTube yet, you can find us on YouTube. You can subscribe on YouTube. If you're watching us on YouTube right now, thank you. We appreciate that. Uh, But otherwise, whatever you're doing, wherever you are in the world, we hope that you're doing really, really well. We hope that you found this helpful and we hope that this has been a blessing to you. Have a wonderful day and we will speak to you very soon. Bye.